Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our match reaction show. Um, it's finished. Manchester United 3, Fulham 1. Manchester United booking a place in the semifinals of the FA Cup. But I tell you what, the scoreline does not does not tell the story because, oh my God. And, and as there's the headline, I mean, it's Alexander Mitrovic. What the hell were you thinking? What the hell were you doing? And I mean, it's just a collective, it was a bit of a collective meltdown, wasn't it, from the entire Fulham team over that just one incident. And, and let's play it back because I think we'll start off with the football. So it starts with the one time that Manchester United are able to get a, you know, a numerical advantage against the defence. Every time, and throughout the game, Fulham were very, very solid defensively. Every time United tried to counter, they had an answer for that. They weren't allowing them to counter. That one time, I think it was Bruno who picks the pass to Anthony. And that was the first time that they actually, they actually got a counter that was actually going to work. So Anthony gets the pass. It's a wonderful pass from Anthony to Sancho. Something that I always criticise Anthony for, but he actually got a very good pass out to Sancho. Sancho should have shot first time. But he dallies on it, he dallies on it, and then he shoots finally because of lack of confidence. And that's another issue with Sancho. But he finally shoots, and I'm I'm just going mad because I'm thinking the chance is gone, right? Because he's he's missed the chance, an easy open goal, he's missed it. But then the thing comes out that is actually that. Now there were some commentators commentators were saying, is it going in? I think it was going in. From wherever I could tell, I think it was going in. The problem is because he's moved with it, so you can't tell. But at the point of impact, it looked like the ball was going in because the shot has to be on target from that sort of range. The shot will be on target. It's it's, it's absolutely impossible that that somebody's not going to put it on target. So he's, he's it's going to be on target. Was it intentional for Villian? It was not intentional. But the fact is, once it hits your hand, and you know because it's a denial of a clear goal, it's hitting your hand. Intent doesn't matter at that point. It's it's going to be a red card. Um, you know, it's a handball. It's going to be a red card. That's the standard law. That's the standard rule. I don't know why Marco Silva runs after the after the referee. I, I don't know what he's trying to talk to him. The fact is, if it's hit the hand, it's hit the hand. There's, it doesn't matter whether it's intent. It doesn't matter. Any nothing else matters. That is the rule, right? As soon as hits it hits your hand in an you know, as soon as it, it, your hand is blocking a sure shot goal, it is it is a red card. It happened against Nantes as well, if you remember, um, a few weeks ago in the Europa League. That happened as well. I mean, it wasn't intentional, but it just hits your hand. It doesn't matter, right? Because that's the rule. So I don't know why Marco Silva is going. So he gets sent off. Right, and the problem is because Marco Silva has got sent off. Now the players are a bit incensed; they're a bit heated. And Mitrovic doesn't need need time to to let a, light a gasket. But what he has actually done is he's encouraged his players to also get mad, which you don't want to do. As a manager, you want to be calm so your players can be calm, right? But he gets himself sent off. The referee obviously has seen it. I don't even know why he bothered to see go to the monitor because it's it's a handball. Um, and he and he goes back and he says, "Fine, now it's got to be a red card because he's given a penalty. Williams got to get a red card. There's no other option there. Once you give a penalty, you have to give a red card." So he gives a red card to William. Again, I don't know why Mitrovic decides that he wants to take it up, uh, wants to go in a fight. Because at 11 v 10, 
I would have still backed Fulham to get to penalties at the very least. I would have backed them to get to penalties. Even at 1-1, I would have said Fulham could have got to penalties because United had no... They were not laying a glove on Fulham. They really... They were absolutely abysmal up to that up to that pass from Bruno to Anthony. They were absolutely abysmal throughout this game. There was no way back into it. They didn't look like they were going to get back into it. And and so I would have fancied them at 11 versus 10 to still take it to penalties at the very least. But Mitrovic just decides he wants to, you know, uh, do something to ref and he pushes them away. And what does Rev got to do? He's got to show him a red card. That's it's going to happen. So it was completely unnecessary. The entire chain sequence of events was entirely unnecessary. And it all starts because Marco Silva loses his head and subsequently the players kind of also you know just look shell shot and the problem is when you got three red cards in like 20 30 seconds or 40 seconds i think it was three red cards in 40 seconds what you've done is you know the players are shell shot because suddenly you're 11 v 11 you're one nil up you're cruising fulham were cruising and suddenly you're down to nine men and you're like thinking oh my god what just happened we just lost two of our attackers and our manager is gone what are we gonna do who's gonna you know what are we doing so they it just you know they just disintegrated the penalty was converted and after that, you know, that goal from Sabitza, it would not have happened. 11 v 10 also, I don't think that goal goes in because they just lost their heads and Manchester United were like, cool, let's go in. And they got that goal. I think it was a wonderful finish from Sabitza. So it will get lost in all the in all the hoopla and everything. It will get lost. But I think it was a wonderful finish from, from Sabitza. And um, yeah, once it's 2-1, you know, you, you know Fulham are not getting back into it and they didn't and Tuno finishes it off. But for the first 70 minutes, I thought Fulham were absolutely excellent. And there was they deserved that lead. They deserved to win the game up to 70 minutes. They deserved to win the game. Let's be clear. Because for me, United's man of the match is probably David De Gea. Despite the fact that they won 3-1, I would say United's man of the match is David De Gea because he pulled off a couple of big saves to keep it down to 1-0 up until the point that meltdown happened. So that shows you how bad United were in those first 70 minutes. Um, the goal that Fulham scored was really good as well. Um, and it all comes in the first half because United are panicking. They're panicking. They were panicking. And I, and I know what the reason who, who the reason was for that panic, but I will talk about that later. But they were panicking. A lot of the clearances were hashed. I mean, David De Gea was giving the... His distribution was not that good, by the way, even though he's mad at the match. My man at the match. His distribution wasn't that... You know, his distribution was shaky at times. The press had them rattled. Uh, you know, the Fulham's press had them rattled. And, you know, it all comes because McTominay, I think, Shanks is clear and it goes out for a corner. It comes back and uh, it's, you know... Again, the person at fault, Harry Maguire, the person not at fault for the goal, probably... But he was definitely at fault throughout this game for just for that shakiness. Because again, you watch my Harry Maguire, I think, has actually tackled Marcus Rashford. He's actually caused Marcus Rashford to go down because that's what Harry Maguire does. And um, that goal came, when that goal is a good header for Mitrovic, by the way. I think it's good. That's a typical Mitrovic performance, isn't it? He gets a goal and then he gets himself sent off. But that's a wonderful header. And uh, it's a beautiful cross in. And the cross is good. The header is perfect. There's no foul. There's nothing. It's a fantastic goal. Well deserved lead. And just they couldn't hold on. They just lost their heads with that penalty. And that's what happens, you know. Um, it's sad. It is sad. And I feel for Fulham and I feel for Villian. Villian did not deserve to did not deserve to get sent off. But the fact is that he has to be sent off. It's the rule. And that's 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 where we are at um with that. Um but United now booked a place in, in this in the semifinals. Fulham are gonna miss um uh, uh, Mitovic for a, for a few games William probably will be suspended for a game and there might be a fine coming in so I mean, three red cards in a the game there's probably going to be some sort of repercussions for that uh, but Stan, you know, it's not that I think they'll be gutted with the fact that they lost this this semi this quarter final because they had a very good chance. They they had it been eleven v eleven, they would have got, they would have gone through. Even if that goal had gone in from 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 Sancho, they just looked like the better team. Uh, Fulham uh, throughout that first seventy minutes, but then it just it just it just all all blew up. Uh, but what I will say, I think Harry Maguire. There's a good thing that has happened is Harry Maguire is now suspended for the semi final. That's a good thing for Manchester United because I don't. The fact is, throughout the first seventy minutes, every time I saw him on the ball. 
But every time I saw, you know, an attack, Mahali Maguire is, is a problem. He's a liability. He needs to be gone in the summer. I mean, I don't care. There's no need for him to have him for squad depth because there is no, because having him in the side means you have to play him and he should not be playing. He should not be coming, playing as a reserve center back. He should not be playing. He should not be playing at all. Like basically, you know, even I, I would, you know, it's, it's tough even to watch him for the last five minutes of games, but he really shouldn't be playing unless he's had a 4-1 up or 4-0 up or something like that. Maybe then you can give him a few minutes, but he really shouldn't be starting games at this point. He's just a liability in that defense. I was surprised Eric Tanag went with him. It should have been Victor Lindelof and that move almost cost him the game because when you've got Scott McTominay in front of him, McTominay didn't cover himself in glory either. But because you've got Scott McTominay in front of him, you need a defender who's going to be able to hold his own. Maguire wasn't able to do that. So, um, you know, as bad as Scott McTominay was, Maguire, you know, having Maguire and McTominay together just makes it worse and it made it worse. And Egg got away with it, but I hope he's learned his lesson that you can't trust Maguire in big games and you shouldn't be playing him. It should be Victor Lindelof um, if you don't have Rafael Varan. But what it also shows is that without Rafael Varan and Casemiro, Manchester United are very, very average. They were bang average. Um, and, and they looked out of sorts. I thought Sancho was pretty bad on the right wing. That right wing situation is a real problem. I was surprised Sancho started as well because I thought, you know, Pellistri did quite well to hold on to his place. If Anthony is not starting, you started Pellistri. I don't know why they started Sancho because maybe it was the experience, but, you know, it's, experience has to come from somewhere. You can't just keep saying experience. Somebody has to play to get that experience. And I, I was just surprised that Pellistri didn't get the opportunity, but then he didn't come on at all. So probably um, there was something more to it. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think his selections almost caught, cost him the game. Um, but ultimately, they got away with it because Fulham just had a complete man down um, in, the, in that 70th minute. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, if you look at it, back at it, people might just talk about that seven, you know, the, what happened after the 70th minute and how they completely capitulated. But for those first 70 minutes, they were well, good value for a win in a place in the semifinals. Um, and, and, that's, and that's the tough part. That's the thing that's going to hurt a lot of the fans. That's the thing that's going to hurt a lot of the players because they'll be thinking, we had this in the bag. We, we had total control of this game. And suddenly a few of our players let, you know, to our manager and our player, our manager and, I, and our striker decided to, to cost us that game. And William did what William did. You can't, you know, it's not intentional. You know, he's just trying to block it and it hits his hand. So you can't really blame him. But the other two, they were in control of their own of their own destiny and they didn't. They, they, they let them down. I think that's the way to put it. I mean, Silva and Mitrovic let the team down. Um, but what I will say also, Joao Polinia, what a fantastic player. I'm surprised that Fulham got him. I'm surprised they got him for so cheap. But he is a fantastic midfielder. And he was, and as I was say, a defensive midfielder makes so much difference to a side. He was not there in the last couple of games. They looked absolutely average for him. He comes in, they look good. And because Manchester United have got McTominay instead of, of, of Casemiro, Palina looks that much better. So it was almost a case of two midfielders. I think that if, if Fulham had won, that midfield would have been the difference in the end because they, you know, Fulham, Fulham's midfield was head and shoulders above Manchester United's. But um, you know, as it stands, that the red cards, of course, changed the whole game. So, um, it's sad for Fulham. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to Manchester United, of course. They're happy they win the semi-final. I don't think United are going to win the cup, and I think Brighton are going to be much, much tougher. What they will have to do for the FA Cup semi-final, if they're serious about it, is wrap up Boran and wrap up Casemiro and Gordon Wool. Don't let them get red cards. Don't let them get injured. Because if those two don't play in that semi-final, you can forget about it. Brighton are not. Brighton are going to go through to the final. So um, I don't think United will win it anyway, even if they do get to the final. But because uh, I think City are just too good at the moment. But um, yeah, if they want to get to the final, they're going to have to make sure that Casemiro and Varane are on that pitch because um, otherwise it's it's going to be you know Brighton are not going to make the mistakes that Fulham made and they're not going to have that meltdown. So let's see what happens. But anyway, um, share your thoughts on the game. Of course, smash a like for Manchester United. Smash a like for their win. Uh, it's 
uh, one for Ta. You know, it's good. It's good to see them getting through to another cup semi final. They've had a good season so far, and it will continue. Um, so I'm glad about that. But do share your thoughts, of course, and do subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got El Clasico coming up, so we got more drama potentially. So do subscribe so you can get notified as videos drop. Thank you so much for watching. Take care. We'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.